You're listening to Local News Live Daily, your daily news podcast. We'll catch you up on all of the local news, making national headlines across the country. This is Local News Live, powered by Gray Media. We're bringing live news around the nation to your station. You can watch us live streaming on your Gray Television website or listen to our daily podcast wherever you normally find your podcast. All right, let's go ahead and start the show. All right, welcome everybody to your local news live 5 p.m. update with your local news live as part of Gray Television. We bring you local news headlines from around the country straight to you through our Gray TV stations across the nation. Joining with me is my anchor, Victoria Sherling. Thanks, Nick. I think this might be a really great way to share not only the local news that we share during the day, but also not only on the streaming platform, but also on a different audio platform. Because I know many people listen to podcasts, but they don't watch the news on TV or on their computers. So um, this may be a great way to get local news um, to, to different viewers, different consumers, just different listeners. Absolutely. That's the goal right here. Now, we, uh, Victoria and I, actually provide you that coverage here on Local News Live from uh, 10 to 3 every weekday. But now we're basically just going to sit down and we're going to talk about some of the biggest stories on the local news level across the nation that our great TV stations are covering, that we are helping to guide that coverage when we're on the desk. We're bringing all of that to you in real time. But just in case, you know, it's a work day, everyone's working. Everyone's got a really busy day. So what we want to do is we want to sit down and break down everything that happened today, how it affects you, and where we go from here on your way back home. Yeah, so we're going to highlight a few of the top stories that we covered today. Um, I think we should, let's start uh, with what happened in Colorado Springs over the weekend, and then we can jump into uh, the day one trial of the former Florida deputy that is accused of planting drugs um, in different people's vehicles uh, during traffic stops. So let's uh, have you kick it off, Nick, this uh, story out of Colorado Springs by KKTV. Right, exactly. Now, obviously, you know, this was a very tragic story that happened over the weekend. So this is all coming from our great TV station, KKTV in Colorado Springs, Colorado. There was, there was a shooting at a birthday party in which there were seven victims and they all died. Seven people died, six of them plus the gunman. It all happened at a birthday party on well, actually just after midnight on Sunday. So obviously this is something that our KKTV reporters have been covering all day, trying to get the latest information. But not only that, they've been sitting down with the Colorado Springs mayor talking about what something like this does to the local community, how the community is currently trying to just band together and deal with ultimately the trauma that's left behind from something like this. But all the details that we know of so far KKTV has reported that that gunman opened fire at that birthday party early Sunday morning. Now, these are the words from the Colorado Springs police chief, Vince Niski. Now, he said words fall short to describe the tragedy that took place this morning. Now, the party was happening on a home on Prickness Way 
at the Canterbury Manufactured Home Community on the east side of Colorado Springs. Police officers report that that celebration was still in full swing as of 12.40 a.m. when the boyfriend of one of the victims stormed him with a gun and started shooting. And police say after he finished shooting at partygoers, police say he then took his own life. This is a very, very tragic situation, Victoria, all around. Yeah, definitely. And we heard from a KKTV reporter and she said uh, that the whole community there, that neighborhood, just they're very, very shaken up. You, she said she saw neighbors hugging, tears in people's eyes. I believe there's a makeshift, makeshift memorial that they set up there and just really, really sad because especially because there were kids in that mobile home. Um, luckily, none of the children were hurt, but still we heard that they were really devastated um, about what happened, of course, and shaken up. So yeah, you had mentioned the mayor had spoken and uh, they actually aired an interview, KKTV did, and he said that um, he, what he knows is it wasn't a domestic terrorism incident, it wasn't an ideologically driven crime, but it appears that it was domestic violence. And um, he said, quote, when you look around the country at these incidents, about 20% of all domestic violence victims are not partners for either law enforcement officers that showed up or family members or sometimes bystanders. And unfortunately, we had in a small area here, a couple of families who wound up being in a domestic violence incident and wound up losing their lives. That's according to Mayor John Suthers um, about the shooting deaths at that birthday party in Colorado Springs. Very, very sad story out of Colorado Springs. And during our shift, Nick, we were waiting to hear uh, from police. We were waiting to hear a press conference, but I'm not sure, at least during our shift, we were not able to stream that live. I don't know when they're gonna have a press conference or if they will, but of course, our local news live, we'll keep an eye out. And I'm sure who's, whoever shift it is, they'll definitely air it. Uh, yes, that's also a, a big important thing is that uh, our local news live is going on virtually 24 hours. We do stop near the midnight hour for some infomercials. Got to get the lights on. So <laughs> obviously during the our shift from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., you know, we had been hearing from our fellow anchors and reporters and producers over at KKTV in Colorado Springs. You know, they were saying they were hearing word of a news conference, but it didn't occur in our shift. So you can keep watching Mogul News Live to try to see if that news conference comes. We are, of course, going to try to carry it as much as we can. And you can watch Local News Live by going to the Watch Live sections of your Gray TV local affiliates website. You know, usually there's that top bar at the top of the website that has everything segmented into categories like news, features, everything. And then there's usually a watch live option up there where you can yeah. click that. And unless that great TV station is in the middle of their own newscast or breaking in with something of their own, they'll be carrying us as well. And we don't stop. We have shift after shift after shift. So mm -hmm. obviously that news conference with police is going to be very important moving forward. Yeah, especially because... Um the latest information out of this story is CNN um, has now identified the victims, um, but this apparently is not coming from police. So I'm sure once 
the police are ready to do that news conference, they will confirm uh, exactly who those victims are. KKTV has put what CNN is reporting on their website, um, and they have written that CNN is now identifying victims as part of the same extended family. And they said a relative who was at the party but left two hours before the shooting. Um, that's uh, according to a relative who told CNN they were at the party but left two hours before the shooting. Um, and they identified the six victims. Um, and you can go ahead and go to kktv.com uh, to read those names uh, coming from a relative, not quite an official source, but uh, according to a family member there. So definitely really, really sad news out of Colorado Springs. But uh, we have another big story. We covered two main stories today. Normally we cover, um, I don't know, Nick, like I would say a dozen plus stories, maybe even more than that during our five-hour shift. Normally, yeah. Normally we, we shift from local story to local story as much as we can, provided there's not you know, a national event happening like President Biden speaking up mm -hmm. or something else that concerns the entire nation. We'll, of course, take those. But uh, we usually bounce to a dozen or more stories, Victoria. You're right about that. Yes, but uh, today, the reason why we didn't bounce around too much is because we carried the trial um, and we saw this on our uh, Gray affiliate in Tallahassee, Florida, WCTV. Uh, we noticed they were streaming a trial of a former Jackson County deputy who's accused of planning drugs in traffic stops. And as soon as I read that headline, Nick, I was like, we have to switch to this trial because that is one of the more uh, kind of insane headlines I've, I've read in a long time. And of course, you know, this is all accusations. Uh, we have to wait till the end of the trial to see if the jury will find him guilty or not. But uh, the interesting thing about this trial, it wasn't just testimony. Um, it included a lot of body cam video where according to prosecutors, uh, Zachary Wester is his name. He's a former Jackson County deputy. And they said he would plant these drugs in his search gloves and have them, quote, preloaded to be able to plant them in these cars. And I think the most striking part of this trial so far is watching this body camera video and seeing the shock on these people's faces when Wester says, hey, I found a methamphetamine in your vehicle. And they just look at him like, what? <laughs> Where did you get that? One person was even like, what is that? What, where did you find that? And he just, it's just, he almost like of the, the two body cam uh, videos that we watched during our shift, um, it was the same song and dance. It was almost like Wester was reading from a script. Um, so Nick, what, was, what were your takeaways from day one of the trial there? Honestly, we talked about this, Victoria, but we, we asked ourselves, you know, if he was doing this to, to this many people and he was because he was doing this to people at traffic stops between 2016 and 2018. So the biggest impression I got out of that was how in two years time was he never found out? Because the only right. reason we were seeing that video footage in the court was because he had his body cam on. He had mm -hmm. to he had to have known that his body cam was going to be picking up him planting the drugs into mm -hmm. the car with the driver 
sometimes with another officer, but obviously outside the car at the time. He goes in, he plants them, picks them back up, and then shows it to them. And they're obviously flabbergasted because they didn't mm-hmm. have that in there. They weren't under the influence. And now all of a sudden, you know, you have this police officer pulling drugs out of your car, saying they were in there, and then you panic. Yeah. So and, it, it makes you wonder why he was not caught sooner. Right. And also, one thing we also discussed is if this deputy is, in fact, guilty, what was his motive? Like, what <laughs> prompted him to go through all of this effort to plant drugs, to bring someone to jail, to book them? I mean, I think, uh, let's see, the the prosecutor did say that many of these people didn't even fight these charges in court. They accepted plea deals because they felt like it was their word against a sheriff's deputy and they felt like no one was going to believe them and they felt totally powerless. So it, yeah, it's pretty, pretty wild. Um, And, uh, and again, the defense attorney in his opening statement said that there were a total of 11 backup officers on these different scenes when this happened and nothing nobody noticed anything strange um and uh, the defense attorneys even said that uh wester did not follow policy in activating his body camera and he pointed out the supervisor did not follow policy in checking downloading and maintaining the videos either so it sounds like he's kind of trying to shift blame a little bit there yeah, it, it sounds um, it sounds like Western's defense is very much going to take the tact of blaming the department as a whole, that this was a breakdown of policies. This was a breakdown of an institution, so he can't be blamed for problems that were higher up. Now, we should mention that Wester, he's facing charges of official misconduct, racketeering, perjury, fabricating evidence, 67 counts of all that. Now, he was arrested back in July 2019, but before that, mm-hmm. he was fired from the sheriff's office in September 2018 because of the footage from his body camera, but still, you know, it took two years for that footage to be looked at, and who knows, we're still waiting to find out what exactly it was that led the, sheriff, the Jackson County Sheriff's Office to actually finally look at this particular body cam video. Mm-hmm. And this was the one that finally charged Wester. But right. before he was even arrested, he was fired from that office the year before. Right. And obviously the coronavirus delayed this trial. So even though he was arrested in 2019, we're now getting his trial on May 10th, 2021. But this is all being covered by our gray station WCTV, Tallahassee, Florida. You can start reading up on all of this right now on WCTV.com. They've got the full story there, statements from people, the charges, everything. Yeah, and uh, earlier today in their article, they had mentioned that it is believed that Webster will take the stand. So um, it goes back to our questions about motive. It might be incredibly interesting to hear from him himself and to learn more about this really if it's true this very bizarre story um but yeah i think we're about out of time but this is kind of what we're going to try to be doing every single day uh recapping the most 
uh, notable stories that we're streaming for all of you guys on Local News Live. And again, Nick, you can remind people where they can find us if they're interested in watching. Right, absolutely. We are on Local News Live. This is a new project from Gray TV, which owns local news stations across the country. What we do is we shepherd the coverage of Local News Live that brings you these live feeds from your local Gray stations across the nation. And we bring that to you virtually 24 hours a day, every single day. And you can find us by going to your Gray TV stations website. First of all, you know, just for an example, if you live in the Baton Rouge area, well, our Gray TV station there is WAFB Channel 9. You can go to WAFB.com, go up to the top bar, and when you see live on the right side of the top bar, the left side, excuse me, left side of the top bar, it's been a long day, left side of the top <laughs> bar where it says live right next to the WAFB and 9 right there you can click on that and if they're not in the middle of one of their newscasts or breaking you with coverage of their own there we will be bringing you news on the local level across the nation basically trying to bring you everything you need all right thanks so much nick for explaining where you can find that um and of course this is our first episode and we actually do have a co-worker who is an expert podcaster so he's going to help us up our production level and we also, our boss is a former radio guy as well, so he's going to help us uh, improve our audio quality and improve the format and everything, but this, we just wanted to kick it off and give you the bare bones of the highlights of today, especially with that uh, trial going on today. So, all right, thank you everyone for listening. I'm Victoria Shirley, and here with Nick Lawton, and hopefully you'll join us for the rest of the week. All right, good luck out there.